here with Andre Minikov, now a 2021 Olympian, just coming off of the Russian trials where you made the Olympic team in the 100 free and the 100 fly. Can you take me through your meet? <laughs> well, thank you, Coleman, for invitation for here. And yeah, definitely. kind of the funnest meet I ever had and uh, so they just had a lot of emotions and uh, like it was a kind of long way seven days <laughs> and it felt like a month of competing <laughs> so on the first day so you know when they're like always everyone so just like warming up and the results are not that good for example like Vlad Marza when he swam 48 49.2 in the relay start in the in the relay and he was like, oh, I thought I'm going to, I was going 47. So that was fun <laughs> as for me. So I started off with a 47 height, which is, was also okay. But then with each day, it was better, better and better. And luckily I qualified in the 100 freestyle. And uh, <laughs> we were about to upset Greenow because he was, he is a former record holder of Russia in that event, which is also good. But, you know, in that rivalry, it's always fun because sometimes like Kalashnikov wins, sometimes Greenoff wins, sometimes I do. So that's just like, it brings us the motivation to work hard each time. And then the 100 flies, so likely there are two qualifiers for 100 flies. So I'll have an exchange person who will swim in the morning relays and also give me a motivation <laughs> to swim individually fast. Yeah. Can you take me through that 100 freestyle final, um, especially how you were feeling before knowing that, you know, that that was going to be your first shot to qualify for the Olympic team? Yeah. So uh, I think that uh, we didn't have with the coach, we didn't have an idea that like our plan is, of course, no, of course the time was to qualify, but we were about just to leave as for now and to focus on the result. So of course the result is always the most important. And, you know, going in there in the final where there are four guys and everyone can go under 48. <laughs> and there are also like the people who are going 48 low. And they were just like impressing. So I was quite sure, like 99%, I will qualify for the relay. And uh, so we have like, we need to be on the top four. So that was like easy to qualify there. But yeah, we wanted to push it and go individually. And I'm lucky just that it happened. So everything happens for a reason. And even though I didn't go my PB, like Greenoff didn't go his PB and Vlad didn't go his PB. So we're like all in the same condition though. And and then again, that 100 fly, were you feeling pretty confident beforehand that, that you could secure that one or two spot? Yeah, you know, so I think I had kind of psychological advantage of everyone because... Um, they didn't qualify till the end. They didn't qualify. But, uh, I was going with the idea that I'm already qualified and I don't have anything to lose. So I will just go there and swim my best, as best as I can. And uh, yeah, that worked out. And I went 51.1 in the final, which is also like easy to close out the meet. Yeah. And, and just tell me about your preparation and training leading into this meet. I mean, were you 
thinking you would go best times or were you happy with your performances overall considering how training was going? So I think we should start from the, the fall of 2019. So even <laughs> before the pandemic, yeah. <laughs> so because we had a huge addition to our team. So we had a conditioning strength coach, Yelena Karpieva. So she finished the University of San Diego in the United States. So she came back to Russia just in order to work with the athletes. And luckily we had the opportunity to invite her to St. Petersburg and just to work with us. And after like maybe two or even one practice, we realized that we could work really productively together. And uh, so since then we started to transform in our like everything, I would say. Uh, we worked on stretching, on uh, some of like explosive exercises. So we were just also was working, we're working in the core. And uh, so I think it's just like in the dry land, everything changed for us because uh, I feel like before, prior to when she came to us, uh, we were like amateurs on the dry land. <laughs> yeah. And then we just like started to, we had a plan, what do we need to do? <laughs> so yeah, and it all, but then just the pandemic happened. And actually, I think that it's good that it happened because we didn't have that much time to get know Yelena really well and uh, just to work together really, really well. So we needed an extra year and luckily that, that it just happened. Then our first success really came up in, the, in October in the fall of 2020 already. We're starting 47.5, a new old junior record for the Hunter Freestyle. And that just results show that we have had the great work together and it worked out. So as I mentioned previously, just everything happens for a reason and that just was superb. Yes, I would say superb. <laughs> then we just had some, so we didn't prepare for the short course mirrors. Like we had the Russian nationals and the, another meet Salnikov cup, which was like one day after the Russian nationals. And it was in December. And that was like the first experience ever that I had with, uh, you know, 10 days of competition. And I actually participated in each day. And that was just, <laughs> but that was like a practice, even though I didn't go my PVs, except the 50 fly. But it was just a practice because we were targeting the April's Olympic trials. And uh, luckily again, <laughs> that worked out and we were just uh, working hard. So we had the three steps in our workout so first of all we needed to do the aerobic base so on which we'll work further so i think it took like two months to build that so there there was like six or five or six kilometers per practice and we're doing like mostly like five four hundreds and then four five hundreds so something like that because it's like 2100s 40 50s or just 2,000 non-stop, so that was just quite well. <laughs> then we, <laughs> yeah, then we did some spring work and on the second half, which is also very important. And then just the last step, I would say, is just tapering that everyone does. This <laughs> career, I think that's just my favorite part of the preparation. Absolutely. And so that that seems like a pretty hefty training cycle. So then how do you get back into it uh, over these next couple months leading into the Olympics? So uh, I think that the main goal for as for now, 
So we have like one easy week. So I'm doing just like one practice per day. And even though I went to Moscow for the Olympic uniform presentation, so that's why I've missed like <laughs> four practices now. So I think that just, that, yeah, the most important for now, just to switch a little bit, just to try to find like something else, maybe just to play extra PlayStation or focus on the homework at Stanford, where they just, just move away from swimming a bit. So like in the week later, I can come back stronger and start working. Hmm. Uh, so you mentioned your schoolwork at Stanford. Um, I know everyone in the United States was really excited to, to see you come to Stanford. So you had committed, um, obviously with the pandemic, everyone's plans changed. Um, but you, so you're currently enrolled in classes at Stanford and taking classes. Um, and then obviously you still got the intention to swim there. Yeah. So I'm currently in the third quarter and I successfully finished the first and the second quarter. And uh, I can tell you that this is one of the best experiences I have had ever in my life. So I'm just happy that I have an opportunity to study at Stanford, even though I am so far away from Stanford and we have the time difference. I think that the professors, they are just like amazing, amazing people who truly support their students and not tend to, fa to fail them, but just help them and understand the material. Or even though when I tell, uh, I cannot take that test because it's going to be like 2 or 3 a.m. for me. And they're like, okay, well, we'll give you an extension. Don't worry about that. And they give me like an extension and I take it like 4 p.m. my time, for example. Hmm. So from that point, it's just like one of the, greatest places on earth that that sounds really great I, are you able to attend in-person lectures or i mean yeah how does the day-to-day -day of those studies work so you know actually so i just took i just take the earliest possible classes that i can so that's like 8 a.m or 9 a.m and that's just like 6 p.m or 7 p.m for me so that's really good so i have like second practice finish at six or six thirty, and then just go to class. So from that point of view, that's good as well. Yeah, nice. And then, so have you gotten to know you're you're enrolled in, at Stanford academically? Have you gotten to know the guys on the team at all? Do you have contact with them? Yeah, yeah, of course. So I think it first started when I went to Stanford for the Futures Championships that took took place in Palo Alto, so at Stanford in 2016. So that's when I first visited the campus and I was like, no, no way. I want to study here. <laughs> and yeah, since, since then, I'm just like started to exploring and uh, reaching out to the guys on the team. So how well they know me, how well I know them and just ask for, ask them for help and pieces of advice. So what can they say about the campus? And then in 2018, when I was in LA on the junior nationals, uh, I took ex extra two or three days and I went to Stanford and I took an official visit just like by myself, just like walking through streets. And then I just met the actually happened accidentally. And uh, I uh, met some guys from the team <laughs> nice. and they were like, we, I think we know you. And I think, yeah, I think I know you too, guys. No way that happens. <laughs> and yeah, so we had a really good conversation. Uh, I remember that was Daniel Roy. 
I can remember the second, the other two. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So we just got like the good. So I just knew Neil Roy. No, not the Neil Roy. Daniel Roy, because we went both to the Indianapolis 2017 for World Juniors. Yeah. So that's why we knew each other. And then just uh, when I told him and the other guys that uh, my prior goal is Stanford. They like all reached out to me, like saying, yes, man, we need you there. We need you here. And like, we just want you here. So that's why since then, everyone just helped me. And uh, likely everything worked out. (laughs) (laughs) That's a, that's a really great story. And, you know, like you said, you had attended uh, futures meets at Stanford, the junior nationals um, in Irvine. Um, I, you trained in, in California for a couple of years. I, and I remember that. I think I even interviewed you once at that junior national meet, but um, can, can you, for, for the listeners who, who aren't familiar, can you tell us about how it came to be that you were training in California for a period? Yeah. So it's, uh, it started all in 2015 when I first came there and uh, my former team is Terrapin swim team with the head coach, Ray Mitchell. Yeah, so I think that the person just gave me a lot, literally. Uh, he teached me a lot and uh, he just gave me huge support all the time and we're still in contact. So if I need any help or if he needs any help, just reach out to each other, ask for advice. Uh, another point, so, you know, uh, it was kind of, really good and uh, interesting to mix up the Russian system of training and the American one. So given the, you know, different mentalities of the people, different thinking and different workouts, they were just giving some kind of a some viruses. And uh, I think it gave me results because Ray Michel prepared me for the 2018 Olympic Games when I get like the, one of the biggest shots in my career beating the, the 100 fly gold, beating the Milik. And um, so, yeah, and uh, uh, I, unluckily I missed the 2017 season, but I went there for World Juniors. And uh, I wish to come to California as soon as possible to see not just the Stanford men's swimming diamond team, but also the Ray Mitchell and the team at Concord. That's, that's great. Uh, how, how, did, how did you first meet Ray or how did you end up at Terrapins? So I think that's all credited to my mom uh, because she was exploring all the teams in the Bay Area. Uh, so we were referring to Bay Area because my sister lives in San Francisco and she currently just finished Academy of Art University there. But that's for now. <laughs> in 2015, she was studying there. And um, we're just looking for a great team with a great coach, which is close to San Francisco. And uh, I think that just Turpins was the possible solution for the question can't argue with that that's a (laughs) that's a great story um and so then you know you're excited to come to california uh you mentioned those youth olympic games um can can you can you remember back to that 2018 meet and what made it so special for you uh i would say that just first of all it were the Yath Olympic Games. <laughs> even it's even it was Yath, but it's still it's Olympic Games. And just uh, entering that you know Yath Olympic Village and uh, bringing that emotion. So and uh, going the far away from home. So we flew 
12 hours straight to Argentina. So we were in 24, 20 hours in plane. And uh, there's just like everything was there, something special and unique that I will always remember <laughs> till the end of my days. And uh, the facilities were great. And uh, because they were, I think, yeah, they were new and they were built especially for the Olympic Games. And uh, I had an opportunity to meet new people, They're not just from the Russian national teams, like gymnastics, uh, BMX basketball. Yeah, we should, with who we're still in touch, even just like three years have passed. And uh, just I don't know, the atmosphere of the, of the competitions were superb and extraordinary. Yeah. And I mean, and then, and then you're, you're, you, you just kind of kept rolling after that. Um, obviously in 2019, you got to go to world championships on the, on the senior level, win a medal there in the hundred fly, uh, was, was it nerve wracking that first world championships? So, you know, so when I first stepped on the block in the, in Guangzhou, uh, I had the feeling that okay, like world championships is like the same in the junior nationals or future championships. So why should I be nervous if I can do my best and just try to be on the podium? Uh, I didn't have a plan. So when I was going to the meet, I didn't have a plan just to win gold, win silver. Uh, I didn't have like, I didn't have that uh, in, the, in my mind. I just, I just, we're just, uh, I was getting some kind of joy just on being on the national team for the first time on the on the national not junior but national team and just to be there for it was just like it was really really fun and i was just was so excited about that so that's why i, I didn't think about the like going super fast no i mean i was but <laughs> the priority yeah we're just like i think these first emotions helped me to achieve that goal. Mm. And I mean, not only did you win silver in the 100 fly, you won bronze in the 400 medley relay. You won silver uh, by swimming the prelims in the 400 free relay. What was it like to be on those fabled Russian relays who have, you know, who are always in the mix to win gold? <laughs> yeah, so about, let's start with the 4 by one relay. So, you know, of course, the first ever like world championships swim, I was nervous. <laughs> and uh, I had a feeling that, okay, I can do that. But when I swim 48.8, <laughs> it's not that good. And uh, especially, so I think that just uh, the most nervous was my coach because he was like, oh my God, 48, what, what, what have we done? <laughs> what <are> we... <laughs> and especially, so we first went to the European juniors part of the world championships. And we were like, we don't need that need. We don't need that need. We're like targeting the world championships, but uh, but but you know we had to swim there for the medal count, and uh, so yeah, and we just had the feeling that something is wrong. But then I just decided that okay, why should I be upset with the forty-eight eight? It's just like one swim, and uh, it won't break the whole meet. So that's why I just tried to refocus on the fly and. Work well, and then, and then being in that final of the medley relay um, after winning the medal in in the hundred fly, um, can you tell can you tell me about that? Yeah, so we were telling. So when we were in the call room, 
uh, all the guys realized that it's going to be the tough battle. And actually, so we gave the credit to the United States. And not only because of the Caleb Dressel, but the whole team was looking strong, really, really strong. And I knew that it's like <laughs> I was at least a second slower than the Caleb. So that's why I had to, I had to push it really hard. But then when we saw the Duncan Scott coming in, the 46.1, that was just crazy. That was hilarious. We were like, <laughs> I remember that we, so we had the TV screens later in the mix zone. And there was like the results and splits. And we were standing there for like two or three minutes looking at the 47, 46.1. We are like, no way that happened. 47.1. And we had the conversation. So there were like three of us, Vlad Marzov, Nathan Adrian, and Duncan Scott. And we think that just like Nathan Adrian, he was worried that Vlad will go and dive on his wave. So that's why he decided to move to other to the other <laughs> side. But he didn't think about the Duncan Scott, <laughs> which actually used his wave. So I think that just <laughs> Th- that was that was a crazy race. All three teams were really in it. Um, I and yeah, that that forty six one split was pretty unbelievable. But uh, it was super cool that you got to be a part of that relay and a part of that history. Um, was it was it a surreal experience at all to win, you know, to be on that finals relay and win a medal for Russia on the international stage. Yes. And uh, also I want to, so, you know, when the Caleb, when Caleb just said the world record on the hundred fly, remember that yeah. uh, when we finished, I'm like, <laughs> okay, guys, I had the best view. <laughs> I literally just had the best view. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, again, the winning not just medal in the relay, uh, also winning the individual medal. So, just it's a cool experience that has, will always that I will always remember. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a really good first international meet. Um, and then looking ahead to these Olympics, I mean, do you feel mentally pretty prepared to compete on that senior stage, knowing that you've done it before? So I think that just no matter uh, how old are you, uh, your age is just a number. <laughs> and, uh, for example, yesterday when I represented the uh, Russian Olympic uniform, we had an 11-year-old skater. Yeah, and he he's a champion of Russia and he's a record holder of Russia. And I'm like, no way. You just beat the 30-years-old guys, like 20-years-old guys. He was like, yeah. <laughs> but we're not we're not quite sure that he will go because he's like too young <laughs> he's only 11 years old so yeah and coming back to swim so i think that just it doesn't really matter uh in which form everyone is right now when everyone was like a year ago i think that the only thing that matters is what will happen when we step on the blocks at tokyo so Everyone can be like mentally prepared, physically prepared, but the life has his, its own <laughs> choices. That's that's a that's a very good point. Um, so, Andre, I appreciate you taking the time to, to chat with me. Uh, it's really great to get your perspective on this. Before we sign off today, uh, any parting thoughts? <laughs> 
So, uh, again, thank you to Swimsman, thank you, Yukon, personally, for inviting me. Finally, we had an opportunity <laughs> to have a call. <laughs> so it took a bit long. <laughs> and I just want to wish everyone, every young swimmer, every professional swimmer, or just amateurs, just to stay dedicated to your dreams. And again, no matter what happens, stay dedicated to them. And uh, I think that if you really want it, everything will happen. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.